0: It's the Coin Gamma Podcast, and you're listening to your host, Fritz Charles. I believe in disruption, therefore I believe in crypto. Um, So we created this platform to illustrate the value of the platform, disseminate information, and to um, separate the real from the fake. Uh, Crypto is new, there's a ton of confusion around it, so I created a platform to educate and inform. Uh, we have a website, coingamma.com We have a mobile app, and now there's podcasts. Some people learn on the go, some by reading, some by listening. We want to deliver the content in the format that you prefer. Um, but who am I? Like, why listen to me? Um, you know, uh, like I said, my name is Fritz. I'm from uh, New York City in the United States of America. Uh, but, of course, crypto is global, um, so, you know, we definitely don't want to be a, a too much of a U.S.-centric um, cryptocurrency podcast. Um, I'm not the oldest, but I'm not the youngest person, so I came into age um, when the Internet was dial up and you had to, you know, you had to get screamed. When you were on the Internet, your mom would scream at you for, because she couldn't use the phone. Um, then I went to see saw how DSL came came into action and cable, um, then you know, T one access. Um, I went to a technical high school, um, Brooklyn Tech High School, shout out to everybody that's an alum. Um, where we you know we had access to, you know, some of the top computers, at least at that time. And I remember uh Google coming of age, um, replacing Yahoo uh when you know people stopped spending time on AOL chat rooms and were kind of engaging with the internet um directly uh and quite frankly those 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 CD discs were not of use um i remember the, the dawn of e-commerce uh i remember buy.com um was one of the biggest websites out there um and uh you know moved on to college and i studied finance I was, i've always been interested in business economics. Um, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really know the difference between the different facets of business, but I always knew I wanted to kind of play a part in it. Um, studied finance to become a trader, um, but, you know, right at time also, to, you know, technology didn't stop moving. So when I was in college, Facebook came out. I saw how it grew from kind of being limited to uh, folks in the Ivy League, then other schools, then high school, then people that, you know, work and now everyone. Um, so I've kind of seen a lot of different things move, um, and how, you know, that disrupted the MySpaces and the, uh, the other social networks. After college, uh, I moved on to Lehman Brothers, the now historic Lehman Brothers. Um, for some of the younger people, you know, Lehman Brothers might be something you read about or learn about in school, but, you know, it's, it, it definitely was something that prior to you know the unfortunate event uh well unfortunate or fortunate depends how you what angle you're at um you know it was one of the premier investment banks um it was around for over 100 years it was probably you know second to Goldman Sachs um so i worked there was 22 trading billions of dollars for hedge fund clients me you know i'm just a queens kid um it was amazing to kind of uh have that level of access and impact in such a early part of my career um we created derivatives um which were you know super mentally rewarding but you, we still traded which you know was part of the the action um you know worked hard did well got a promotion and uh two months later we went bankrupt um you know so the so i, I kind of had a front row seat to the uh financial crisis of uh 2008 and you know it was one of those things that my colleagues, especially the ones that are older than me, never thought it could happen. Nobody th- thought it could happen, thought it was impossible. You know, nobody had thought anything of such form could happen. And so for me, that was one of my first lessons, in addition to the stuff I learned when I was a little younger, kind of going back and forth around the different Internet platforms, seeing that things could be disrupted, things could be changed, nothing lasts forever. So you know, don't make assumptions. You know, going f- fast forward to a few years later, you have the movies like The Big Short and stuff like that, makes it seem like you know, of course, you could see this happening. But when you're in it, it it, it it's it's a shock. Um, and you know, at after that time, you saw that other firms such as you know, Morgan, the Morgan Stanleys, the Merrill Lynch's, you know, they they were kind of bailed out or acquired or what have you. Um, so if it wasn't for the government kind of stepping in, um, that could have been a lot uglier. Lehman Brothers, Lehman Brothers probably wasn't going to be the only one, and probably shouldn't have been the only one. But um, nonetheless, you know, I've seen, I, I saw, I've seen economic e- economic history happen. Went on to business school at the Wharton School. Um, yes, that Wharton School, the the same school as the leader of the free worlds, um, Donald Trump. Uh, I, I refer to him as 45. So you know went there I transitioned to technology I did a thesis on M-Pesa and uh mobile payments for those who don't know M-Pesa was a, is a mobile payments platform out out of Kenya it was disruptive in the sense that it was that was the first time people were able to send money using their phones uh t- directly to each other not having to use Western Union not having to go to the bank not having to use cash so obviously you know that was something that you know, has a huge connection to, you know, crypto from a use case perspective. I then went on to work at a company called Oroco TV, and we distributed content to over 200 countries around the globe. Um We like to call ourselves the African version of Netflix, Netflix also being a platform that I use that has disrupted the movie industry. Um So if you're keeping score, I mean, I've seen you know, c- communication be disrupted, I'm seeing payments get disrupted. I'm, I Lehman Brothers, you know, finance be disrupted. Therefore, you know, I have a very open mind when it comes to things things will and can be changed. Um now I left to launched my own mobile games company. Um so we built over four hundred apps across iOS, Android, and uh Amazon. And so, you know, this is this is this is kind of like the, the, the big Rush from how mobile games were kind of disrupting the gaming space, and so like you had platforms like Zynga that leveraged Facebook to, to become huge companies that IPO'd and, and create millions, billions of value for um, investors, and then you had the iPhone and the App Store being introduced, and so uh, everybody was kind of monetizing um, users on 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 the uh mobile platforms and so again you know saw saw a lot of disruption you know we were you know we were playing a part in disrupting the old guard the playstations the uh the pc gaming industry etc and then also you had an economy that was being created because each of these app stores had their own way to monetize they had their own way of marketing they had their own ecosystem which again is related to how the cryptocurrency market moves now. I sold that company and went on to work at the NBA, the National Basketball Association, for those who are not sports fans. And uh, I was part of a team that worked on NBA League Pass, which is their subscription product. And this subscription product was digital, and it, it was you know we were trying to figure out how to get users to watch games on our platform without having cable, obviously cable or television is, is a huge money driver for the for the National Basketball so- Association as well as all, all sports. So we're in, in essence, we're trying to disrupt ourselves. Um, but, you know, I think the NBA knows and knew that even though there was a ton of value or money made by, you know, using cable companies, uh, that was going to end because people are cutting the cord. People are Using Netflix, Hulu, watching TV on the internet—again, you know, another industry that's being super disrupted. So, if you're keeping score, I'm, you know, I'm seeing every almost every industry out there uh, being disrupted around me. So, again, you know, that's why I kind of move forward with kind of an open mind. You know, cable companies are paying for a ton of money for the content, but then they're bleeding on the other side because people are cutting the cord. You know, throughout all this time. You know, I learned about cryptocurrency. You know, started investing a little bit into Bitcoin. Um, eventually moving on to Ethereum, and some of the other coins such as uh, Neo, Ryblox, etc. Um, that list will probably you know can change based on when you talk to me. And uh, you know, I fell in love with it. Uh, I think, you know, cryptocurrency or blockchain or crypto space is a perfect combination of disruption, finance economics and technology um so it kind of hits all all the points um for me you know i think um so hence why you know i decided to kind of create this platform so let's talk about some of the criticism of, of crypto and why i think you know everybody should kind of figure spend time learning about it and engaging in it you hear things like crypto is a scam it's a bubble um it's fake uh and all those things have some truth to them. They are, are there scams? Hell yeah, they are. There's scams everywhere. <laughs> Especially in finance and business. Crypto is no difference. Where there's money to be made, they're crooks. And so, you know, that's another reason why we have this platform to kinda of try to help people sift through those things and try to figure out um what's trustworthy and what's not. You know, another thing is like money, it's not it's not money. How can you have money that's not connected to the government? And what I would say is that is most, most people that say things like that are American. And, uh, you know, it's very easy to kind of have a U.S. centric viewpoint if you live in the U.S. So the U.S. happens to ha- be the reserve currency of the world. Um, but crypto is global. So, you know, if you ever traveled or met somebody, met somebody from a place like Zimbabwe or Venezuela, where their currency is rapidly, has rapidly lost value in a short period of time, where there's not a high level of trust for the government. Um, something like cryptocurrency is it has, is attractive, um, whereas you know somebody that comes from a, kind of a, a top market like the U.S. it may not be the same. Um, and you know I think Zimbabwe or Venezuela might be a, extreme examples, but let's think about a place like Brazil. You know Brazil just had the uh, the World Cup as well as the Olympics. Growing company, I mean growing country, um, but. The previous president just got sentenced to jail. The currency has dropped by over thirty percent in the last few years. so again, you know there is for people like that that a cryptocurrency has a level of attractiveness um Do I think crypto will be used for everyday purchases um i think I don't think bitcoin will i think Bitcoin is too expensive and there's limitations there, but there's tons of other coins. Right. So that's why we're going to spend the time trying to dig through those and learn about the technologies and try to figure out, you know, what what will be the winner. And, um, you know, this thing, this stuff changes. Um, you know, I think one of the big, big things to focus on, even if you're not into the, the currency, not if you're not into the money aspect, you want to, you don't want to put money into it. Um, I think there's value to learning about the blockchain. You know, blockchain is one of the most disruptive technologies out there. It's the first time you could verify and validate unique ownership of a digital asset. Imagine if the music industry could have leveraged blockchain. You're talking about billions of dollars of of, of think of money lost. You have now you have the Spotify's etc. But prior to Spotify and, and Pandora and some of these new platforms, you know it was the norm to download music illegally, um, and so there was tons of money that was lost. And so, you know, if you think about the blockchain, if they were able to use that technology earlier um, or something similar, you know, there will be a ton of value that's kept. You know, there's so many different uses for it. So, you know, you have, you know, I I do real estate as well. And so i am recently been part of a real estate transaction where the, uh, the owner of the property had a previous loan at a lender called Countrywide. Countrywide went bankrupt during the financial crisis in about 2008 prior to the to them going bankrupt they did not send the paperwork over to the municipality that that said that this previous owner of this property no loan no longer own a loan uh, on the property so at fast forward to this year um, almost 10 years later um trying to sell the property and the individual um you know we go we do a title search which is part of um Real estate transactions, and we learned that they're still lean on the property, but the loan was paid for, right? And so now the um, the lender we have to kind of figure out where does the paperwork lie. And so, you know, Bank of America bought some of Countrywide's loans, and so we speak to Bank of America. Bank of America can't find the the paperwork. They want a whole bunch of paperwork to try to figure out. Then the municipality won't release um, documents. Then we realize it's another bank. Meanwhile, you know, for somebody that is trying to do a transaction, you're borrowing money, right? And so, you know, the interest rates move around, and so interest rates have gone up. So because of the delay due to this, um, interest rates have increased, which has made have made this transaction more costly. And so if that was done on a blockchain, that wouldn't exist, right? Um, you would have a centralized database that would kind of keep these this paperwork together and you'd be able to kind of move uh, quickly and efficiently. Um, again, you know, there's, there's so many different applications to blockchain and cryptocurrency. Um, and again, you know, let's say you're not, uh, you know, I think the most curious person, you're not into the newest things, it's probably going to come into your industry. So if you want to kind of stay, keep your seat, Where whatever you do, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're in technology, whether you're in finance, whether you're an auditor, you do insurance, uh, whether you work for the government, um, um, there's going to be something that kind of comes to your space. Whether you're a doctor, you know, you're talking about uh, electronic, electronic medical records. So. I mean, the technology is going to come to your space somehow. Um, so it probably behooves you to kind of learn about it and stay abreast of it, whether you want to kind of play a part in, this, in investing it or not. Um, but you know, I think, you know, I think it's better to be curious and inquisitive. The world belongs to people that kind of remain curious and kind of dip their toes in the newest things. Um, so, you know, this podcast, we, we kind of want to help people do that. You know, one of two of my favorite books are, the, uh, the compound effect and the slight edge. And and they kind of talk about, you know, doing certain things continuously um, could lead to compound returns. Um, and, you know, you could kind of get better uh, at a v- rapid rate. And so you think about, you know, let's say you start the new year and you have a goal of increasing your knowledge of cryptocurrency, for example. Let's say you increase your knowledge uh, 1% every day uh, which is not a lot, but over a year that compounds to thirty-seven hundred percent in a year, right? And so, you know, again, the more time you, you know, the more time you spend learning about this and 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 and, and increasing your knowledge of it, it's going to compound. Um, and we want to kind of help you do that. And again, you know, I spent the time speaking about myself. I'm the host. Um, it's my platform, but. I'm I'm definitely I definitely don't know everything, and I'm not interested in kind of just processing things with my own biases and viewpoints. Um, we're gonna have guests, and so if you don't want to hear from me, you you want to hear from my, from our guests. We're gonna have guests that um ha, or have been trading longer longer than me, and 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 uh, or have built platforms have um or coming from different parts of the world that you know can offer different perspectives. To this cryptocurrency space that you know I, I might not be able to. It's going to be it's going to be fun. We're going to learn a lot. It's going to be a ton ton of ton of value to kind of derive from it. And uh, strongly encourage you to kind of join me on this journey. And I'll leave you guys with this. You know, I'm a big I'm a big uh, podcast fan, a big hip hop fan, and so there's, there's a, a a podcaster that recently passed away um, suffering from colon cancer. His name is Combat Jack. And he always uh, left his his listeners with uh, this quote. Um, Internets, you know what time it is. Dream them dreams, then man up and live them dreams. Because a life without dreams is black and white, and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Until next time.